This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here you go. Here you go. I committed the cardinal rule when it comes to wait to sees. Those of you who watch nothing personal know what wait to see is. Those of you who are listening to this or watching live, we're live right now on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel because you're watching. I thought that Max Scherzer would re-sign with the Dodgers because he wanted to be on the West Coast. He got himself traded there. He already has a ring with the Nationals. He fits in perfectly there, had a great time, did well. They almost won the World Series, not quite. Unfinished business, you could say. I thought it was a simple way to see. Then the rumors start percolating that Max Scherzer could be going to the Mets. Kevin Gausman wanted to be with the Mets. The Mets wanted him. It didn't work. The Mets wanted Steven Matz. It didn't work. Matz didn't want him. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Steve Cohn, desperate to be relevant. Desperate to have the narrative change that people will play for your team. I tried to explain to Steve Cohn the way it works. No matter how much people hate you, and believe me, people didn't love me as president of the Marlins. No matter how many times you trade away your best players, no matter how many times you don't finish above 500 or how many years between making the playoffs, players will always play if you pay them the most money by far. Scott Boris is a genius. I can't call him a Boras right now because he did it. Called up Steve Cohn and said, listen, Steve, you got to change your narrative, right? You said you want to win a World Series in three to five years. That's your desire. All right, I got a guy for you. No, no, not Chris Bryant. We can talk about him. I got a different guy. Scherzer. Imagine him with the ground. That's what Scott Boris always does. Every time you talk to him, he did that to me with Wei and Chen. He just, with all his players, just picture it. Picture a team coming to City Field to play the Mets and they look at the starting pitching they're facing and they see DeGrom and then they see Scherzer. You already won the series. You're already a playoff team with the best postseason rotation in all of baseball. You've got a Cy Young MVP candidate in DeGrom and now I'm giving you the cherry on top. That's how he talks and platitudes and metaphors and in similes and it's all a bunch of nonsense. But Boras just says, this is it. The one guy you'll need to forever change how people view you. So Steve Cohn calls up his accountant and says, hey, quick question. I want to confirm the depreciation I get on the transaction when I paid $2.4 billion to the Wilpons. I want to confirm that I get to depreciate all these different classes of assets, including some salaries, some payroll, including all of the physical plants, including the Vero Beach for spring training. I get to do all that, right? All right. So I also calculated that I'm going to have about two or $300 million to lose over the first couple of years with the Mets. That's why I said three to five years for a World Series. And that's why 
I don't care about luxury tax thresholds or losing money because I plan for it. Okay, so we're good. So if I give Scherzer $40 million and we are over the threshold, no matter what it's going to be. Hold on, let me call Rob. That's what Steve Cohn did. Rob, do you have any idea what the new threshold is going to be? Steve, no, I don't. We're negotiating that right now. Okay, do you know what the penalties will be if we're over the competitive back uh, tax luxury threshold? No, Steve, I really don't know yet because we're not done negotiating, which is why there's going to be a lockout. Well, Rob, I'm going to go ahead and sign Scherzer now at 40. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's fine, Steve. We're actually going to use that as an example of how great the sport is and how all these teams want to win. Go ahead, do that. Call Scott because I think you can get him at 40. I have the Lakers on the – I have the Lakers. Can you believe it, Coca? Are we live? Can we do 610-69 when we're live and wipe it? I'm going to call the Dodgers just to make sure. Okay. Scott Boris gets called. Steve Cohen says, all right, I think we can go to a third year. And I think I can get you to 40. We're going to break the record for AV. Steve, That's you're making great progress. I think that's great. But here's it's going to take 43. No, no, you said 40. We had a deal at 120 over three. You're going to let $10 million get in the way, Steve. That's what Boris always says. You're going to let $10 million. You know you have the tax pennies from the acquisition. You know very well that you can afford it. It's $10 million. You're going to make that much in attendance and in postseason revenue. I did a calculation, Steve, in my laboratory here at the Boras Corporation. And I know that Max Scherzer by himself, by starting 32 games, is going to give an extra 10,000 people per game that he starts. Half of them are going to be at home. You're going to get an extra 150,000 people. You know what your per cap is, don't you, Steve? I've done the calculation. I will tell you the number of hot dogs and F and B that people will consume when they watch Scherzer. You're going to make $14 million after revenue sharing just from his home starts. How great is that? And you're going to play in October. It's an extra 10 million. Are you in? Should I call Billy Epler? Billy Epler? Who the hell's Billy Epler? You don't need to call Billy Epler. You're the owner. You're in charge. That's what Boris does. He tells owners they're in charge like they don't know. Isn't that funny? Just playing to their ego. You are going to be the talk of New York. I've got a bigger piece of information for you. Now, let's not really get ahead of ourselves. But if you do $43 million for three years and you take Chris Bryant, I'm just saying, combine him with the moves you've made, do you know that you will be the talk of New York, you'll be bigger and better than the New York Yankees. <laughs> Steve Cohn was licking him, licking his, like, Max Scherzer's going to the Mets. What does it mean? It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's just too much money. And then we found out that Boris got Steve Cohn to give him an opt-out, an opt-out after two years when he's going to be 39 years old. Hmm. Should I opt out of $43 million? Am I going to get a one-year deal for 50 when I'm 40? You never know. Scotty told me, hey, I got to keep my options open. Steve, is it okay if we just do an opt-out? Well, but what if you're good the first two years and we want you back the third year? Yeah, but I won't get more than 43 from anyone. It's going to be totally fine. I love New York. I love spring training in Port St. Lucie. I think I said Vero Beach before. It's fine. Do the opt-out. So we did it. 
He has a three-year deal and opt-out after two years for $43 million, and the Mets are actually having what people are going to say is a great offseason. They may be the Padres of 2021 winning the offseason. Hold on. Time out. Let me just see what the, it is. It's November 29th, Coca. The offseason is just starting. What? Why? Oh, the deadline for the lockout is why people are signing now. It's a bunch of horse hockey, folks. It's not a real deadline. You don't need to fill your entire roster up before Wednesday at 11.59. It's not required. But let's just say that the Mets are trying to spend as much money as they can because they have FOMO and they want to get the players, so they're going to overpay for them in the hopes that they're going in the National League East and then go on through October. Are they better than every team? I think the Nationals with Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, and Juan Soto are better than the Mets were. I mean, are. I mean, would have been, oh, yeah, the Nationals traded Scherzer because they stunk last year with that team. You've got injuries. You've got lack of performance. All the things that can add up where how great it feels during the offseason, it feels 10 times worse when your team ends up sucking. But – Steve's a new owner. I'm glad he's spending money. I would never begrudge Mets fans the opportunity to have a great November 29th. What about the Dodgers? How are they doing? I predicted he'd go to the Dodgers. So we have to mark that down in tomorrow's show that that way to see did not happen. Because we do revisit here on Nothing Personal. When we say something's going to happen and it doesn't, we'll actually revisit it as opposed to everyone else on the air who pretends they get everything right all the time. But if you actually listen back to what they've said, they get more wrong than they get right, but never revisit it. I promise you we revisit it. And I said Scherzer to the Dodgers. Resign. Nope. So now they're stuck with Clayton Kershaw. No, he's a free agent to be. Ah, they have Walker Ferris Bueller still. They have Julio Urias. They have Tony Gonsolin. They have Corey Se- No, they don't have Corey Seager there. By the way, all of the pros you're going to hear if you go online and if you start reading tweets and articles, a couple things. When John Heyman tells you something about a Scott Boris client, it's true because Scott Boris gives his information to John Heyman to get out there. So inside executives, we only pay attention to Heyman as it relates to Boris clients because then we know where it's come from. So anyway, so Corey Seager's the the free agent. I guess the Dodgers could pivot. You're going to hear a lot of that. Dodgers pivoting to Corey Seager now. That's not how front offices actually work. That's not how Andrew Friedman works. You don't focus on Max Scherzer and say, oh, no, we didn't get him. Let's now try to get Seager at shortstop back. You are doing more than one thing at once. Shockingly, Andrew Friedman can multitask. We can actually speak to more than agent, more than one agent at once. We can deal with more than one position at once. So there's no pivoting. But do the Dodgers feel now they must get Seager? That's not how Andrew Friedman rolls. They know they're going to need more pitching for sure. They know that if Seager is above their comfort level, they're going to find someone else because they actually, while using money as a sword, while being bullies, which the Dodgers are, Andrew Friedman is a phenomenal executive who just has a lot of resources. He will not be forced into any signing the way Steve Cohn was with Max Scherzer. The benefit of having gray hair, which in my case, I mean just the benefit of actually having done something over the course of a number of years, having the experience inside the game, is you don't fall prey to the tactics used by agents and players, et cetera. 
What I still can't figure out, though, is why owners are so full of FOMO right now and why they are thinking that tomorrow's the deadline. I'm going to think about that. I really am. Steve Cohn always knows how to get the headlines. Yes, he does. I want to take some questions. There's people right now live on YouTube, and they're asking some questions. They're saying a few things. And one of them was that uh, they wanted to talk about opt-outs. And I do want to just, again, reiterate what opt-outs, what we're talking about with opt-outs. Remember, there's two types of options you'll read about with the contract. There's team options and then player options. Okay, a third kind. Mutual options. Mutual is what you talk about with your partner, right? Mutual means everything happens at once. If it's good for one, it's got to be good for the other. And together you make it great. But if one person says it's bad, then no matter how great it is for the other person, you don't move forward and vice versa. So mutual requires mutuality. A team option is when one party, in this case, the team, gets to look at the other person and say, I don't care whether it's good for you or bad for you, but I'm super happy that it's great for me. So we're going to run it back. We're going to do it again and again. Maybe you'll like it better next time. That's a team option. A player option is when the player says to the owner, you know, you're not bad, but I'm going to shop around. I'm going to see if there's anything better out there. Maybe a little less maintenance smaller pain in the neck. Let's just, we're going to see. Let me make 29 calls. I'll be right back to you. So a player option is when a player can tell a team to F off, as Logan Roy would say, because they've cut a deal with a new team. Basically, they're a free agent. Now, if your player option is at $40 million or $43.33 million, as in the Scherzer case, you go out and say, will someone give me more guaranteed money than 43.3? And if you are hurt, or if you're old and you stink, and really you're not going to get more than 10 or 15 or 20, you pick up the player option and the Mets are stuck or the team who signs you is stuck paying the 43-3. If you win two Cy Youngs in a row, two World Series in a row, everything's amazing. I'm live on YouTube talking about Max Scherzer. I have to call you back, okay? Sorry. Sometimes you have to pick up. So if he wins two Cy Youngs, two World Series, he then goes to the Mets and say, you know, I'm going to get more than 43.3 from someone. So see you later. I'm opting out. So whenever you see the word player option, it's great for the agent and the player. Team option is great for the team. Mutual option is meaningless because it is very rare that both a owner and a player will ever agree on what the worth is of the player. So mutual options really are just the end of the contract. Okay, I want to address the National League East for a minute because someone's asking about that. The National League East is a division that was won by the Atlanta Braves last year. They were below 500 late into the season, I think up until July, maybe below 500. And they end up making some deadline acquisitions and winning the World Series. The National League East completely was turned on its head, was supposed to be the deepest division. And now the question is, is that it for Philadelphia? People are all upset with John Middleton not spending money. He's the owner of the Phillies who always said he wanted to spend stupid money and signed all these players and hasn't made it to the playoffs with them. The Braves are worrying about whether to give Freeman the sixth year in this atmosphere where Marcus Simeon is getting seven years. You can bet your pituitary gland that Freeman's going to get six years. So the Braves are just waiting to say, yes, there's no rush. The Marlins made some moves. They're trying, they're trying, right? When you've got, uh, Garcia, and they've re-signed one of their pitchers, so that's not a move, but they did get him next year. 
but he was going to be on the team anyway. We used to do that. Side note, Coca, when we would sign arbitration-eligible players, we used to pretend that we were adding players, and we would celebrate it like this is a big signing. But the truth is, it's not because you're not making your team better. You're just keeping it the same. And if the Marlins weren't good enough to make the playoffs over 162 games with Alcantara as their ace, then just bringing him back as the ace generally doesn't seem like enough. That is a live call. I can't take, right? Because I'm on. I'm doing this live, right? Could I do a live FaceTime while we're live on YouTube? I don't think that actually will work. So let me say we'll call back. So the Marlins have a chance. Okay. What about the Nationals? No, they're probably rebuilding. Okay. Don't worry if you're a Braves fan. No divisions are won or lost right now at all. Okay. Other questions? Oh, thank you, John. You were at a game when Scherzer no-hit the Pirates. You've been a fan ever since. Not sure you'd give him 43. I'm glad you saw him do a no-hitter. That's sort of cool. So what can you expect if you're the Mets now and you've got Max Scherzer? What can you expect? I guess the best you can hope for is 33 starts. The best you can hope for is that DeGrom stays healthy. And the best you can hope for is that the bats they signed won't play like they're actually 33 years old. That is the best you can hope for. Anyway, there's going to be so much more news. So just to tie it it up here. Number one, Max Scherzer is going to the Mets because Scott Boris got Steve Cohn the perfect foil for what Boris needed to set a record. Do you know that Scott Boris walks around meetings with other agents and shows off the fact that he's got a player with the highest average annual value? Agents actually do that. I've spoken to agents who have said, yeah, Boris, I just want to get a deal bigger than Boris's so I can tell him to shove off. And then they go back and forth. It's like a BSD contest. They walk around. So now Boris gets to say he's got the most AAV at 43.3, the largest contract in the history of Major League Baseball. Don't believe the hype that Major League Baseball now is totally healthy and that everything's great and that all of the players are super happy and now we're going to get labor peace. The issue has never been with the top of the market in these labor disagreements. The issue has always been with the middle class and the young players. Middle of the road free agents are not getting paid, although relievers are now getting eight or nine million a year, by the way. Middle relievers. Oi, it gives me like a spreckus in my connectigazoin just thinking about how much money middle relievers are getting. Anyway, that's it. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.